Welcome, everybody, to our new podcast, Prakari Talk Film. I'm Praj. And I'm Praman. And on this show, we're going to be talking all things film, from new movie reviews to rankings, as well as TV show content. It's going to be a lot of fun, so we really hope you tune in every week. Today, we're kicking things off on our first episode with a review of Marvel's newest film, Thor Love and Thunder. Let's get right into it. All right. So, first off, in general, what do you think about the movie? So... I'm gonna give you my rating. Um, I'm gonna give it a solid um, seven out of ten. Okay. Yeah. I would say probably around there as well. Seven, seven point two, seven point five, something like that. Uh, I was initially very excited for the movie when like the trailers were coming out, and just like when you know hype was going around for it, I was really excited about it. The trailer looked awesome, in my opinion. But then I was kind of disappointed when I actually went to go see it because uh, we'll get into why later on, but it wasn't the level that I was sort of expecting with this new one. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I wasn't as excited for this film. Um, by the way, we're both very big fans of um, the MCU, yeah. Marvel movies, superhero movies. Um, so we were really excited for this movie, uh, but I wasn't as excited. I don't know why. Um, even though I loved Thor Ragnarok, um, I was happy to see the film but i wasn't as excited going into it um and then it definitely let me down um, that's not to say it was a bad film i think it let me down more than it should have yeah same i i think the best way to describe how i felt about it was disappointed but i was still entertained right like i mean it's still taika watiti it's still chris hemsworth it's still you know it's still a marvel movie so i was entertained the entire time but you know it was sort of it was a little disappointing yeah, let's start with the good Okay. first, if that's fine. Okay, I think, I mean, talking about the good, you have to talk about Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher. He, I mean, it's Christian Bale. You know he's going to bring it every movie he does, and it was no exception for this movie. He was very chilling throughout. You know, he, he just, he had this presence about him that was just really intimidating, really creepy almost. Uh, yeah, he gave it all. He gave it his all for this film, just like any other. Definitely. Yeah, Christian Bale, my favorite actor. Same. Um, seen a few of his movies, and he's definitely my favorite actor. But I was I was excited for Christian Bale. I, he definitely delivered. Um, mm-hmm. Perfect delivering. I think he could definitely be a top five MCU villain. Oh, yeah. Um, great yeah. great acting, like always, is Christian Bale. Yeah, definitely so, the best villain of Phase 4 so far, which that honestly doesn't say much because yeah. Phase 4 hasn't really been the greatest, but... Yeah, that doesn't say much. But Christian Bale, um, what was I going to say? Um, I think that his, the way his character was written, like especially towards the beginning, um, the way they introduced him, really yeah. quick, really rushed. So the writing on Christian Bale's character, Gore, was definitely a little sloppy. Mm-hmm. You could say sloppy. Yeah, but the beginning especially. I, I know right. exactly what you're talking about. The way he like just... Like, on the flip of a dime, he just goes from idolizing gods to vowing to kill all of them. It's right. sort of just kind of... It, it was a little abrupt. The writing was a little off there. Yeah, which I think it would have been very bad if Christian Bale's performance hadn't been mm-hmm. so good. Like, as good as it was. Yeah. So, I think Christian Bale was the only reason that the gore character worked. Well, maybe not the only reason. Gotta give some credit to the writing. But Christian Bale really brought he the carried. character to life. Yeah, he carried it. Carried the character, and he carried the the whole movie. I think. Yeah, same. Um, 
Yeah, so there's gore. Um, the humor was also, it wasn't, some of the jokes didn't land for me, but overall it was very funny, very entertaining movie. Right, that's another thing that comes with Taika Waititi. Mm-hmm. Um, Thor, but Thor Ragnarok, I think Thor Ragnarok was more funny. I've seen a lot I of things. I've seen a lot of things on TikTok and on Twitter of just people saying that um, that Thor: Love and Thunder was funnier than Thor: Ragnarok, and I don't really see it. I don't either, to be honest. I think, like I said, I think the jokes just didn't land as much in Thor: Ragnarok, whereas Ragnarok, I can watch it. Or sorry, Thor: Love and Thunder, the jokes didn't land, but in Ragnarok, I can rewatch that movie over and over again and laugh at everything just because it's it, it's so funny and it just it's so rewatchable. And the humor doesn't... It never fails right. for that movie. But Thor Love and Thunder, some of the jokes just seemed like a parody of Thor. It didn't seem like... It didn't seem like Thor as we know him from like Endgame or even Infinity War or even Ragnarok. He seems like more dumb in right. this movie. Yeah, and I think mainly the jokes really didn't land. Like, a, mm-hmm. lot, of it, a lot of it was forced. Um, like, some of the examples... I mean... The, the hand grenade being a speaker mm. and then they just start kind of jamming to what was it Beyonce or something I don't even know that that just that's not really the type of humor that I feel like people would really want to see and it's like really forced and just not funny yeah like kind of kind of cringy a little bit yeah agreed and like I don't know the humor some parts so it was funny at times you know right. like there's just one guy in our theater who just like laughed at everything so i I guess it just wasn't for us like the humor wasn't for us but a lot of other people found it really funny yeah and another thing i think the screaming goats like that was something yeah that was something that was funny at first yeah like the first time they did it yeah sure got a laugh out of me but then just they they keep going with the screaming goats Mm -hmm. out of nowhere and it just it just it just becomes annoying at one point and it kind of takes away from what's actually happening yeah like the the part where they get to the shadow the shadow realm or whatever gore's little planet was called yeah. and like it was a really cool visual of the boat hitting the planet and then it, like the boat tipping over cuz they land on the surface but as soon as the boat hit the the planet you get the goats screaming and it just sort of takes you out of it it's it, like yeah it, it takes away from like the wow this is like insane this is big and then it's just like a, some stupid goat, goat screaming. Mm-hmm. It just, it's, it wasn't funny. It just gets annoying later. It started out kind of funny, you know. It's it's pretty funny, and then it just becomes annoying. And mm-hmm. people started saying that these goats are their favorite characters, which that goes too far. That's I think too like, far. If the goats were your favorite character about this movie, that or the fairy, your favorite thing about this movie, then I don't know. Right. But speaking of the shadow planet. Thing. That's another good thing about the movie, though. The the visuals and like that scene. the the fight where Gore like just strips away all color, and the only color comes from Stormbreaker or Zeus's lightning bolt just lighting up the the entire screen. That was beautiful. Yeah, I think that's something that Marvel does really good at their visuals, mm-hmm. the cinematography, because mm-hmm. definitely didn't let down, let us down. Like that whole scene being in like black and white. And then just their fight, just incredible. And I even like the beginning visuals. Um, when he was fighting, um, I don't even know what to call it, what that was, with the Guardians. The opening scene with the yeah, Guardians? Yeah, the opening scene. Yeah. The visuals there were also phenomenal. Like the way he just, uh, like everything just crumbles and, and all yeah. that. Yeah. And like the, the color and all that, mm-hmm. amazing. But back to the other scene, yeah, that was definitely the best scene of the entire movie. 
in my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree, I agree. Yeah. Um, another thing about how I talked about it being a parody earlier, the scene you mentioned when the whole thing, when the palace crumbles in the beginning, that just seems like a digression of Thor's character because the the people he's defending, the people he's helping, they told him that that building was a shrine. You know, it's like it's a very important building in their culture to the people, but Thor just goes in. And just, just destroys it. Even if it wasn't on purpose, if it was unintentional, he still doesn't really show that he cares about it. He doesn't, and he just destroys it in the aftermath, even if it was just collateral. But Thor, in like the past, like in the first Thor movie, like he learns to be selfless. You know, he learns to sacrifice himself so that Loki's destroyer, the, whatever the villain was of that movie, um, he learns to sacrifice himself for that and. You know, in this one, he suddenly doesn't care anymore, and he's willing to destroy, or not, he he's not, he, he doesn't care that the building was just destroyed. He brushes it off as some joke, and the movie does that, too. Yeah, sorry about um, our dog, by the yeah. way. He's barking in the back. Just ignore that. Um, but I like what you're saying about uh, the parody. Um, yeah, it's like, they, they do something that doesn't really work with Thor's character, um, like you know the what you're talking about him being selfless and stuff just to make a joke out of it like you know oh don't destroy that and then he destroys it yeah that's just that's a silly joke that takes away like i i like the jokes that you know don't really have much to do with the story but then if it's going to do something important like take away his character and take away what he's doing just to make a small joke like that it affects the story and how you right. think of thor right it affects um, the characterization of Thor and, like, the entire arc that we've set up throughout the MCU in total. But, like, harmless jokes are fine. Like, if they don't really do anything t- to impact the story, if it's just a simple quip or just a joke, like a visual gag, you know, that's fine. But you've sort of ruined Thor's character for the sake of a joke. Right. And I also like what you said about being a parody um, mm-hmm. earlier. Um, I saw this somewhere, I don't know what it was, I think a YouTube video or something where somebody talked about, it almost felt like um, there was that one that one clip right uh, before Thor Ragnarok and after Civil War, was it, um, with oh, Daryl. Team Daryl, yeah. Team Daryl. That video, um, you know, with the way he treated his hammer and the way he, like, you know, talked about his life being an Asgardian. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Daryl, that was just a, that's meant to be a funny clip, you know, kind and of promotional a promotional, thing, right? Yeah promotional video to get you hyped for Thor Ragnarok it's almost like the movie like parts of the movie was kind of like that like it's a pair it's it's almost like he's parodying himself parodying himself I say that word yeah um but at the expense of a joke you know like right you know what I'm trying to say yeah yeah it's like Like, it doesn't feel real it doesn't feel like it's Thor from the MCU it feels like it's sort of outside of the MCU like which Right, and like um, Valkyrie being like the you know the was it like the main like like mayor kind of of as of New Asgard yeah and then just like the king the king right and then like just her doing these commercials and these press things and stuff I honestly thought that was a good joke the Old Spice I the Old Spice joke was was funny but I feel like in general it it doesn't feel Asgardian it doesn't feel like mm-hmm. mighty Thor you know it just feels like they're acting like it's just a normal city. Right, like Which something like, like Disneyland right, or something. Exactly, like um, the there was a shop in the back, Infinity Cones. It's supposed to be an ice cream right. parlor. Why, after Thor 
gets his brother, his his um, his best friend. They all die. All of his people. All like his half people, of his people. Exactly. All because of Thanos. And they make an ice cream parlor joke called Infinity Cones just to make people laugh. That, like, the, mean, that establishment wouldn't exist inside right. the MCU. Like, not even Thor, just, like, the people of Earth. Right. Like, the Asgardians, just everybody would still be traumatized by Thanos, by the, like, losing exactly. half of all life a, right. and then coming back. Like, it's a traumatic event, yet they turn it into an ice cream parlor. Right. It's just a, a joke. Like, I mean, that's not even that big. It, it's in the back. Mm-hmm. But I think it's kind of stupid. Like, that's, like, Infinity Cones is something that would be, like, at Disneyland or Disney World. Like, an exactly. ice cream shop that you can buy in Disney World. But in in the show, or in the movie, they, like, Thanos is a, is a madman titan that kills so many people... And they just they just act like it's a it's a joke. They act yeah, like nothing they brush happened. It off. Infinity cones. Let's promote Thanos and sell our ice cream off of Thanos. Exactly. Like, like it's fine if they did that at like a like Disney World or Disneyland or something, but it right. shouldn't be something that's inside of, you know, the, the realm of the MCU. And especially in New Asgard. Like right. it just it shouldn't work. It shouldn't fit there. Yeah. But I mean, those are just some small things. I think some of the jokes didn't land. Overall, mm. it was still a f- funny movie. Yeah, even was, like we're talking a lot of trash about it. You know, right. we're, ma- we're nitpicking it about all the stuff that didn't work. But overall, it worked. It it's worked. I think Taika it was. Mm. Yeah, sorry. No, you're good. I was just gonna say, it like I was still entertained. I still I still liked seeing the movie. Right. It was just like issues with it here and there you know yeah with the humor but i still think i stand by my statement that thor ragnarok was more funny i agree it was more hands comical. down i think like thor ragnarok really made me laugh like in some parts it physically made me laugh out loud yeah like they were just like the interactions and stuff other than that um mm-hmm. i mean in terms of thor love and thunder it it was funny but yeah okay so we sort of talked about Thor's characterization. We talked about Gore a little bit. What do you think of the other characters, like Valkyrie, Jane Foster as the Mighty Thor? It's a great question. Um, I feel like so. Let me first talk about uh, Valkyrie and Jane. I I liked their connection. I think that mm-hmm. was cool. I think we could. Um, well, Jane dies at the end. Yeah. We could have seen more of that, but that was a really nice connection. But um, I think Valkyrie's character arc was kind of weird in that movie because she. She's not. She just what happens? Like her arm, something happens. She gets cut. Or right. She, gets stabbed she like or she something? gets stabbed in the middle. I think you're, you're thinking of Sif. Sif like gets her arm cut. No, off. no, not Sif. Not I'm talking. Sif. I'm thinking of, of Valkyrie. Like she doesn't come at the end. She doesn't. Oh, okay, yeah. She gets stabbed in the middle right. while fighting Gore. So she right. isn't there for the. She's final not battle. there for the final battle. Yeah. And it's I don't know. I feel like they set her up for like a little something more. But, but didn't deliver. It on didn't that. really deliver Valkyrie. Yeah. Right. Speaking on that, I think like. Tessa Thompson was talking about it, like, in promotion material and, like, for press and stuff, how uh, Valkyrie would be, like, looking for love, like, looking for her queen. Right. And it was, like, it was rumored, or at least promotional material led us to believe that, like, Jane and Valkyrie would sort of, you know, get in a relationship. And that didn't really happen. Like, they had, like, a sisterhood where they, they clicked really well. They had a good friendship, but... That was the extent of their relationship, yeah. And Valkyrie didn't really find love like it was like it was hinted at, right? In press and things, which yeah, I in my opinion though, I think 
it was you know that was supposed to happen but like that's not something that i think was a major flaw because mm-hmm. it's you know about mainly thor and right. him wanting to find love which right. happens yeah obviously with jane so obviously you know valkyrie she's a character so you don't want to expand her arc but i think in terms of that not too crazy upset about that mm-hmm. i'm more just upset about her actual like character you know in the first place yeah like, she, she not, didn't really have much it's just to do. weird right she didn't have much to do it the, the side characters, in my opinion, except for Thor, I think Thor and and and, um, and Jane were just like the two biggest and like obviously most important, but like only useful kind of characters. Right. Like really, none yeah. of the other none of the other side characters really had too much of a of a part. Right. I'm pretty sure like Thor and Jane were the only ones there at the right. final battle with exactly. Thor with the kids with the kids and. Korg is kind of like a throwaway joke character, kind of. Yeah, like, I got really upset when they, like, killed him off, when Zeus, like, shattered him with a lightning bolt. But then they, like, like, I was thinking, oh, they they went there. They killed killed Korg. Exactly. But then he comes back again. Like, he's a head. But then by the end of the movie, he's back. Like, his full body is back. Yeah, right. Because he can, what, like, regenerate or something? I I guess that's what the implication was. But it, like, Korg... I I mean I like Taika Waititi as Korg. He's funny. I think that's the most of where the most of the humor that I actually liked about the movie came from Korg. Came Korg. From Korg. Right. Uh, just the way Taika Waititi like delivers lines, like Korg's lines, it's so funny to me. But right. so I was generally I was upset, but also, you know, kind of kind of like oh they actually killed him off, but then that, they reversed it almost immediately. It's like and same thing happened with Zeus too and Sif. How right. it looks like they're going to die, and then they just don't die. They don't die. That's like that's four characters right. if you count Valkyrie. Right. And Jane, does that count? I mean, she dies. She does then... die, but uh, at the end credit scene, end she credit comes scene. back in, Val- in Valhalla. Right. Yeah. That, that could kind of count. No. Yeah. We're still gonna see her Valhalla. I mean, yeah. Maybe. Depending on what they do with that. Yeah. She's still. Like she's open to return because of what they set up there. Right. So that's I guess five characters that they sort of killed off but, but then, then come back come back yeah um i think more on jane mm-hmm. i want to talk about her i feel like so i was not a big fan of her getting her powers at all like the fact that she did or like the not method. the fact i think the method yeah i had an issue that with was, that too so that was very confusing and like kind of random mm-hmm. like, and to explain it briefly what happens is Thor is talking to his hammer and he whispers or I guess he didn't he says to the hammer protect her at all costs yeah that was during their like flashback um, yeah the montage the montage of them like going on dates and stuff like that right and he just tells his hammer to protect her at all costs and that's how she gets her powers which yeah and that was you know we had to talk about that after yeah like that wasn't that wasn't explicitly clear or yeah in the movie like that's something that we discussed about it after we saw it but Right, something that was implied that I didn't make the connection. Like when when she got her powers, I was like, when she's standing there in Asgard or New Asgard, mm-hmm. um, in front of the hammer, and the hammer starts like you know like moving and stuff. I was like, how? Like wh- how does she have her powers? And I, even before the movie, I was thinking, I wonder how she's gonna get her right. powers. And I didn't make the connection that it was because he told the hammer protect her. Like I was still confused mm-hmm. with her being with her powers. Yeah. Yeah, I think that could have been written better, or like they right. could have, like he could have at least found a a better way to introduce the fact that Jane has powers. Now, I don't I don't know how that would be like without maybe introducing a new character, right. like a new Asgardian that can give Jane powers or something. Just 
the fact that all it took was for Thor to whisper to his hammer and do that. Right. And that goes with, like, the kids at the end of it, too. Like, yeah, I was thinking that. How come Thor is suddenly able to give his powers to other people? Right. Like, that was that was really confusing. Yeah. But wasn't there an explanation? Yeah, it wasn't in the movie. I, I think I saw this somewhere afterward, and supposedly, like, Zeus's lightning bolt has the ability to right. give powers to people, which... That's lazy writing, in my opinion. I would agree. Like, it it doesn't make any sense. And if... if if or not Odin, if Zeus's lightning bolt does have the ability to share powers with other people, why didn't they just explain that? If right, exactly. If that's if that's what's happening, why didn't the movie make it clearer? Exactly. And doesn't make sense. Yeah. But back on Jane, I I yeah. do I do like um, I think Taika Waititi gave her and Thor justice um, on yeah. their connection. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Definitely up the in, chemistry was a up lot, until a lot up better. until this movie like they had no connect they had no like chemistry they had no it didn't really seem like the relationship was like authentic right it, it, it felt fake if it yeah so that's yeah that's one thing the movie did well the relationship between uh, Jane and Thor was much better in this one right it felt more like meaningful their yeah their relationship I especially liked how they gave well. I don't know. I don't know if I could say that. I was going to say, I like how they showed, like, previous, like, like the montage where they're showing the relationship. Right. But at the same time, it kind of felt, like, with the Thor whispering to his hammer, it kind of felt like another one of those Team Daryl clips. Right, yeah. It felt like a parody. Like, that part, too. I mean, yeah. they're going on dates and stuff, like, watching movies and, like, ha, oh, like, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. it just, it doesn't, like, that just doesn't feel like Thor. It like, adds you know? to the chemistry it, like and it builds it, and the comedy and it builds the relationship but it just doesn't seem like thor right yeah okay what do you think of zeus zeus i'm not gonna lie to you i just for some reason i just wasn't a big fan of i really yeah i so i like i really liked um the actor with russell crowe right russell crowe i think he was he was like kind of funny as zeus but he was just a character that in the in the movie like like they just needed, they just needed a way to get his his lightning bolt while making it harder for themselves. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I know, yeah, I know what you mean. Like the, in the end, they need the bolt, but it, it's just like a it's a it's stopping them from getting it, which obviously that's part of the writing. Mm-hmm. But in the end, it, it's kind of easy the way they just got the bolt back. You know. Yeah, I I liked Zeus. I think he was done well. Like you know, some like not necessarily evil, but just sort of like more more involved with his like image right. and reputation rather than trying to be a good like a big hero which honestly that it seems like that's what like Zeus like the mythological Zeus would be like and right. but I do agree that like his character really didn't serve a purpose and right. one thing when Valkyrie just says oh Zeus won't come with us but we'll grab the lightning bolt yeah. that seems important like yeah. that's literally what she says that's the only explanation they offer as to why they need the bolt. Exactly. It's like, oh, Zeus, well, we should probably take his lightning bolt because that seems like it'll come in handy. Exactly. It's, Which, it's just another weapon. But maybe that, maybe that was a setup to the kid, like giving the kids powers. I saw it as Valkyrie just needs a weapon needs to a weapon. fight Gore with because yeah. Gore has his necro sword. But Valkyrie can't just go fight him with knives that she normally wields or just like empty handed. Right. She needs some sort of weapon. So they just decided to use Zeus's master bolt. But. I don't know. But real quick, I just want to jump back. Um, yeah. Back to the kids. This was just 
something we talked about a little bit earlier, but um, that also just doesn't feel like Thor giving kids powers to fight. Yeah, like actual villains. You are right. fighting. Uh, what what were they fighting? Like some shadow They're shadow monsters. Shadow monsters. That gore can summon. Like, why? Who would do that? Like I, w- I would imagine he just gets the kids home safe. That's right. the most important part. To his credit, he does do that as soon as as soon as um, he gets Stormbreaker back. He's he sends all the kids back to Asgard to New Asgard. But the fact that he sent them into battle in the first place when they're literal kids, they have had no combat training. Exactly. They don't know what they're doing. Sure, they have the powers of Thor, but they're still right. children. Exactly. Like, the children fighting. That sounds, to me, that doesn't sound right to that's me. That's not as heroic as you would imagine right. Thor would be. Um, but back to Zeus. Yeah. Um, I think, I, I feel like in my opinion, um, the reason why I just don't see Zeus, like the reason why I just didn't like him as much as I could have, I think it's because, like, when I think of Zeus, um, the first thing I think of is Percy Jackson Zeus. Yeah. Like, because Percy, Percy Jackson's a very big, you know, big book series. Something right. I, I enjoyed reading. And so when I th- anytime I think of Greek mythology, I think of Percy Jackson and the way that they were portray- portrayed by Rick Riordan in the, in the books. Right, yeah, same. So, so when I think of Zeus, I just think of powerful, intimidating, angry, like, you know, that's just, like, yeah, that, like, powerful feeling, you know? Mm. And so I think just Zeus being, like, funny and, and like, and being like that in Thor Love and Thunder, I think that's why it doesn't click. It's because I'm like, I want him to be angry and powerful and, and kind of annoying, but... More, yeah. Yeah, but he just wasn't. So I think that's why. So I don't think it's really the way the movie did it. I think the movie probably didn't really well. Mm-hmm. It just, for me, I, don't, I just don't you see it see because him as of different, Yeah, Yeah, I see, a, I see Greek mythology in the same lens, sort of with Percy Jackson, you know, but I think, I think the Zeus in the MCU should be different. Because, I mean, sure, they take the, you know, it's taken from Greek mythology in the comics, too. But I feel like the comic book version and, like, the MCU version should be, you know... More lighthearted? Is that the word? Not necessarily lighthearted. Just have a different personality. Right. Oh, I, I think different than, different, like, what, Percy Jackson? Yeah. Okay. So I think, I think he worked. I think it makes sense that, you know, with Thor being, like, a super famous superhero to the eyes of, like the people on earth they wouldn't see gods as gods anymore like they don't worship gods anymore right. they they just see them as like these all-powerful superheroes that like, you know help protect them yeah so and that's sort of what zeus was all about how like you know they don't worship us anymore they, they only see us as superheroes people like thor yeah you know they um they ruin our image which is true which is true yeah in the mcu i but, think it's true but um, so I think that's why I think that's why Zeus worked in the movie. Yeah. But that's just me. Which yeah, no, I'm not saying like I think I liked it, but for, it just didn't click. Yeah, you know, it's just weird that the connection of Percy Jackson Zeus, mm-hmm. it just didn't make it didn't make me like it, even though, in in general, it was, well written character. Yeah. I still think though he was in the way and was just kind of useless, but yeah, overall funny scene that you know that whole scene. Mm-hmm. One thing I that I. I think they should have done this actually. Instead of having like the guards attack Thor and then Thor being the one to kill Zeus, like to chuck his lightning bolt back at him. Kill Zeus. Yeah, kill in quotation marks because he comes back in the end credit scene. But I think it would have been cool to see Gore attack. What was it called? Omnipotent City. 
<laughs> I have no idea. I, I don't remember. I think it's Omnipotent City. But I think it would have been cooler to see Gore attack them. Because we saw Gore kill, like, one god at the beginning. Right, And, exactly. like, off That's screen, he kills all these other people. But we never see him do that. And I think that would have been cool to see, um, like, Gore come in and just slaughter Zeus, kill right. off a bunch it's of a other gods. It's a wasted opportunity. Yeah, and then that's like, and then Thor, I don't know how it would work the way it was written, like Thor being kidnapped, or Thor being imprisoned and all that, or like, what, shackled, I guess. Right. I don't know how, how it would transition out of there, but I just, I think it would, I think Omnipotent City would have been a great place to show Gore being Gore the God Butcher, because he's called the right. God Butcher, he butchers one god in the movie. Yeah, and that's another thing about Gore's character, amazing acting performance by Christian Bale, but the writing iffy you know like yeah, he kills he, one god in the beginning and just goes i must kill all gods yeah, you know he was like, very underutilized right. right yeah okay what other characters haven't we talked about let's see we did thor jane valkyrie Korg, valkyrie zeus those were I guess pretty those much are the main players pretty much the main players right yeah. in the movie so i think we covered the characters okay um overall in my opinion overall positive the characters yeah the characters that were portrayed oh uh, yeah like if you don't count Thor, then the characters were all right, but right. I think Thor brings that down sort of. Let's talk about pacing for a bit, because I I think I had some issues with the pacing because you have like some of the action sequences where Gore first attacks New Asgard, and then he sort of just he sort of just like disappears from it, and then you have the characters oh, right. talk, and yeah. then he comes back, and then they attack again. So, like when they first got to the Shadow Realm place. I'm, I'm like, they're already here. Right. Like, I thought that was the final battle. I thought that was the final battle. Like, I had my watch on, and I was looking at it, I'm like, it's already the final battle? Right. Like, we've already, we've already... This can't be. We're already in the third act. We're already at the climax. Right. But, I mean, they have their fight, but then they go back, they regroup, and then they come back to, like, fight them again. But that's really all it was. It was, like, it's exposition at the beginning. Attack. Gore attacks. Talk about what to do. Attack Gore, talk about what to do. Attack Gore, right? And the movie's done. Right. It just felt like it, it went by too quickly. Yeah, I agree with that. And not much happened. I agree with that. Yeah, it feels like, the um the things that happened just were kind of limited because it starts off with the Guardians, which doesn't have anything to do with the story. Yeah. Which I mean, that's not a bad. I guess thing, you know, we can talk just... about the Guardians too later. Right. At, once we've wrapped this up. Right. Um. Yeah, that's another thing. Them playing in the story, but. So the scene with the Guardians, that's that's intro, right? But that takes up, what, probably 15-something minutes, maybe? 15, 20? By then, um, Gore attacks New Asgard, right? Yeah. And then from there, that's where the, that's where it starts. From there, I mean, they really just, they go to Zeus, they get they get the bolt. They escape from they Zeus, escape and from then Zeus, they're they immediately go, on their way to, to the Shadow Realm. Shadow Realm. So, like, it's like almost, it kind of reminds me of, this is kind of random, but it reminds me of Deadpool, kind of. Deadpool how um, the plot was like super simple right the plot is simple and the uh, the events that happen are so little I mean almost all of Deadpool happens kind of in the same on that bridge almost all of Deadpool right until the until Deadpool ends up going to that other place to fight the guy you know yeah so it's kind of like that it's like not that many things happen yet a lot of things happen you know it's right like, yeah it's, it's like a, small events if you piece it up into events it's not that much 
But a lot happened. In, a lot like, happened. I guess the setting doesn't really change too much. Not too much, because they're in New Asgard, then they go to the Omnipitacin, whatever city. Omnipitacin city. Right, and then they go to... And they go back to... Where the they Shad- go after that? Yeah, they go they, immediately they go to Shadow the Shadow Realm. And then from there... They go back to New Asgard to drop Valkyrie off, because she's, like, And stabbed. Jane goes to the hospital. Right, Jane goes to the hospital. And then they go straight... And then they go straight back to wherever Eternity was. Right, exactly. So it, it just didn't... I don't know. It didn't right. really seem like much going on but at the same time stuff was happening like there was still action right but just didn't yeah so about the guardians i felt like with the guardians there it seemed like taika just wanted to write them in because that's where we left off with endgame right right thor goes on with his adventure but then he wanted to get rid of them like as soon as possible yeah it's like he didn't they didn't really stay for much and And they they just left i mean the only thing we saw with the Guardians was, like, a couple of shots of them fighting, and then the end, where they're about to leave, and them going, you know, we gotta go now. Right. Yeah. So, they really could, they could have just not been in there. Yeah, I mean... Or they could have been used more. If, yeah, either just, well, I don't know if you couldn't, like, just not include them at all because of... Because of the end. End game. Right, right. But... It would have been cool just to see them interact a bit more because I don't. We're not getting Thor in Guardians of the Galaxy three. Like he's not going to be in Volume Which three. I actually thought that originally after Endgame, I thought it was going to be Thor in Guardians three, not the Guardians and Thor. Was that? Yeah, that's what I thought it was. I thought be. it was going to be Guardians three would be like as Guardians of the Galaxy, right? With Thor, exactly. with Thor. But I guess um, like maybe Guardians three was supposed to come out before, before but then, but then they had to switch up the scheduling and like James Gunn getting fired, right. and rehired, right. But, I mean, what was I going to say? It was about the Guardians. That, so that's, that's what like, messed me up. So after watching Endgame, I was like, wow, we're going to see Thor with the Guardians more. And I was like, actually excited for that, yeah, that team up. Yeah, because I liked how they worked in Infinity War. Right. I thought they, I thought they you know, worked well together, like their, dana- their dynamics and stuff. But, yeah, we just didn't see enough of them. I was excited for that. But then in Love and Thunder, yeah, they – which I'm not – that's not a – in my opinion, I think that's not a big, like – that's not a big flaw, because mm-hmm. obviously it's a movie about Thor. Yeah. So the Guardians aren't going to have a huge part in it. I just wish I wish there's, they had a little more, maybe. Yeah, I wish there was just a little bit more of them interacting right. and then like going on missions together. Yeah. Because we don't know where they're going forward. You yeah. know, like Guardians three, we know that Chris Hemsworth isn't going to be in it. Yeah. Right. I think we know. I, I don't think Thor is going to be in that one, but it doesn't make sense. It wouldn't make sense based on the story, but. So we don't know if we're ever going to get the Guardians and Thor together again. Yeah. And I feel like, to me, it's almost like they just wrote the Guardians in just because of the end of Endgame. Like, yeah. had, the end, had Endgame not set that up, they then, wouldn't have been in the movie. Yeah, which I guess that's fine, too. Like, that makes sense. If, if they weren't in the movie, it would make sense because it's not supposed to be a team-up movie. Right. They but just, if, if you show them in like the trailers and you, and you have them at the beginning... It, yeah, right. I mean, in the trailers, like the, it was like funny chemistry between... like. Thor and, and Star Lord, those like right. the, the the hilarious chemistry between them. Yeah, and like the you know the scene where he's like, you need to find love, and then he's like, Thor right, creeps into his face. Frame, yeah, um, and then he's like, and then he moves like that stuff is funny, and that's what kind of that's what they tease in the trailers. That's why yeah. I, I thought there's gonna be more of that, but that was just in the beginning. Throw them away. Back to Thor. Yeah. Uh, at the end, when he like joins with Love, right, Gore's daughter, I think. I think it'd be cool to see Thor as, you know, a space dad now. A father. With love. I also like how how love is played by Chris Hemsworth's actual daughter. Right. That's kind of cool. But I feel like it's just been done, you know, with Mandalorian. Oh, so? 
you know, Mandalorian has Mandalorian oh, right. with Grogu, and right. then you have even Obi Wan Kenobi. Th- that as show Leia, had with, with Leia. Leia. Right. So I mean, just new character who's trying to act as a father figure now to a younger character. I don't know how that'll work. I'm excited to see. Like I, I, I think I'd enjoy it seeing Chris Hemsworth, you know, be father now right. in the MCU. But at the same time, I feel like we're just gonna get the same tropes that Mandalorian and Obi Wan have shown us. Um, I think I would agree semi, but I think I mostly disagree. I think um, what makes something unique to its own thing is the way that it's 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 um, it's portrayed, kind mm-hmm. of. So like, yeah, there's a lot of similar things like that. But I think the way that they're gonna write his, I'm um, hopefully the way they're gonna write him with with um, Gore's daughter is gonna be different enough to where it's funny and or not funny, fun. It, yeah, it's more interesting because, than what we've seen. Right, I think it's I think it fits his character. It's like mm-hmm. he's lost so much. He's lost so many members lost, of his family. Right. Now he gains a new one. And now he gains a new one. And he even loses Jane at the end. That is but true. Then, she does die. Yeah. Right, she dies. He loses Jane at the end. I mean, what's left? Like he, he tried love. And love didn't even work out for him. Yeah. So what's next? Starting like his own family, kind of right. Having right. A kid. Raising a child. Raising a child. I mean, it's now more I guess about the child than him. He's like. Yeah. It. It's the next logical step in right. his arc. I guess exactly. in his journey. He's tried a lot of things, and now having and now, like raising yeah. a child is a new experience that maybe he'll like it. Yeah. I also like how at the end of the movie, like love goes into battle with him. I love that. So I mean, Grogu couldn't even talk exactly leia she was a hindrance more of anything so the fact that love might be like going on like adventures and like going into battle which that really doesn't make sense to me because why again why would thor put a child into battle i mean but he can train her that's different but yeah i mean they do that like first thing that comes to mind for some reason is like shang chi with the with the parents train their kids and, and you that's know. true how so, he was trained from a young age right. yeah. I think if you train from a young age that's different than just having a bunch of random kids just fight okay, but yeah. him personally training his own daughter or adopted daughter yeah. to go into battle that makes sense that, that could work yeah and she has like laser vision too so oh, she's really? like I didn't see that yeah like the scene where he's cooking her breakfast like making pancakes or something and then she like shoots lasers at it and he deflects it with the pan right so I guess she's like she's not just like an averaged average as guardian child she has she has enhancements i guess she has abilities right but i'm very excited i personally am excited for the chemistry yeah i, I think i think it would be a cool dynamic to see especially right. i mean what we saw in the movie that very little that we did see about them it worked only because i think that was christian bill or not christian bill chris hemsworth's actual daughter right which that's even so better that's better because you know you got that connection i don't know if what's her name India Rose Hemsworth I think I don't know if she's been in any other like movies or anything before she's even been on she's been an actor or anything before but the fact that she that it's her actual dad that she's like acting across or right acting like yeah I think it I think it could work and it would it'd be it help it'll help her you know develop that chemistry more if it's her actual father and if it's Chris Hemsworth's actual daughter. And she's 10 in real life. I don't know how old she's supposed to be in the movie. I think probably around there. Around there. Makes sense, yeah. Which, that fits more with, like, Leia. Like, you know? Leia that is true. The same age. Yeah. So fighting to... Well, Leia actually wasn't supposed to be fighting because she's a princess. Yeah. But training her to fight, I think it's going to work out. I, I think that, yeah. Also, one more thing. Um, you had something to say about the... 
uh, about a previous about, moment. Yeah, but the cameos from uh, Matt Damon and Luke Hemsworth, Sam O'Neill, and then right. Melissa McCarthy as Thor, Loki, Odin, the, and Hela. The play. The play, yeah. Very fun. That was one of the... That was one of the funniest things that I found from Ragnarok, the little skit that they put on, or like the play of Loki dying in the in Thor Ragnarok, and I'm so glad they brought it back in this right. one. It was so funny. I mean, it was amazing in Thor Ragnarok, and they yeah. they I was such a surprise too, just to see Matt Damon right as Loki in the MCU, which I didn't think Matt Damon would ever join the MCU. And then they come back later, and like, what do we need to do or something? Right? Yeah, yeah, and then this yeah. one they like after they after Gore attacks, you know. Matt Damon and Luke Hemsworth come back and they're like, should we start working on the next play? What should we do? Right. I, yeah. I'm that was, glad that they brought him back. That was really funny. Right. One of the jokes that worked really well for me. Yep. All right. I think we're gearing towards um, a conclusion. But first, I think we should talk about where it ranks with the rest of the movies in mm-hmm. Phase 4. Okay. So what do we have? We have Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, No Way Home. Doctor Strange? Uh, Strange and then Thor. And, then right. okay, and so, this is the middle of the of Phase 4. Yeah, we still have like five movies left in Phase 4. Right. So if we're just ranking with the movies... Yeah, just movies. I think the TV shows gets complicated. Yeah. I think this goes probably fourth or fifth. I think it's it's definitely better than Eternals. Okay. And I think... I think it's better than Black Widow. Okay. But then Shang-Chi, Doctor Strange, and then No Way Home. So in that order. Bottom to top. Eternals, Black Widow, Thor Love and Thunder, Shang-Chi, Doctor Strange, No Way Home. Interesting. I I think, I mean, mine would almost be the same, but I, I have it higher than Doctor Strange, I think. Okay. Because, so I feel like Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness was a movie that was, I mean, I was super excited for it, and it kind of let me down a little. Uh-huh. So, um, but it let me down more than Love and Thunder, I feel like. Yeah, I, it was more disappointing. Yeah, than thinking about it. Um, I think <laughs> Doctor Strange was just a, a mid movie, okay. A little bit, a little, little higher than mid. But Love and Thunder was still funny, and I love funny movies. Yeah, you know. So, um, I still think it's, it's uh, what bottom three. So, but is it better than Shang Chi then? Oh no, no, it's not better. Than, no, no. So it's better than it's only okay. better than Doctor Strange. So you think Doctor Strange is still better than Shang Chi then? No, you think Shang Chi is better than Doctor? I Strange? I think Shang Chi is the second best movie. Okay. In phase four. Okay. For me, it goes the best is No Way Home. Yeah. Then Shang Chi. Okay. And then, um, then it would be, be Love Thor. and Thunder. Yeah. yeah, right. So that'd be Love and Thunder. And then Doctor Strange, Black Widow Eternals. Okay. So, you so I think it's the third best. Okay, interesting. Right? It'd be the third best? Yeah. Yeah. I, I have it at fourth. Okay. Hmm. Which is interesting okay. because I was more excited for Multiverse of Madness. Um, and then I ended up liking Love and Thunder more. You were more excited for Love and Thunder, yeah. but you ended up liking Multiverse more. Yeah. It's funny how that worked out. Right. But I think overall... Overall, as a movie, it was still solid. It mm-hmm. was funny. It was enjoyable. It was Thor. It was Love Thor. Thor. Yeah. So, and it was gore. Yeah. It was a lot of Love gore. Love gore. Gore, Christian Bale, phenomenal Phenomenal. Love, love Christian Bale, my favorite movie, favorite actor of all time. So, it was overall good. I think it just ranks with more of those simple, like, Iron Man type movies. Yeah, like, where it's, Man, not, it's not, like, it's not like super... It's not complicated. Yeah. Plot is simpler. Right. It's not, like, trying to be the biggest. Right, exactly. Well, it, this one might be trying to be the biggest, but it's it doesn't really get there. But right. plot is simpler. It's more character-driven. Right, Ant-Man, Iron Iron Man, yeah. things like that. Yeah, character-driven. It really is more character-driven. Yeah. You know, Thor's quest for finding love, you know. Thor's sort of, yeah, his 
journey of like self discovery. Right after everybody dies, you, you know, get you gotta come back get up. Gore's like battle with like his religious views. Right. Yeah. So more simple movie, but I think I overall I liked it. Yeah, and I'm sticking. I, I enjoyed it, but right. it it was disappointing. I'm sticking with my seven out of ten. Uh, yeah, seven point two maybe, which is right. Interesting, considering the rankings we just did. Right. So that means I, you think that um, Doctor Strange is is higher than higher. seven point five. I'm. Right. I don't know. That's these are just numbers. I'd have to. Right. I'd have, have to, to compare it. I'd have to give numbers to all of the other movies and then adjust from there. But right. All right. Well, I think that will conclude our first episode of Prakari Talk Film. Yep. Um, we really hope you enjoyed our review for Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, and yeah, stay tuned for our next episode. We'll see you guys later. All right.